This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the Kerry Dixon Show with the uh, fantastic man and uh, complete and utter Chelsea legend that is Kerry Dixon. How are you today, mate? You well? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. Good stuff. Better than me. I've already, before we went on air, been moaning about my hangover, but hopefully uh, doing a show with you will will wake me up and get the brain in gear. Um, First on the agenda today, mate. Yeah, first on the agenda today, uh, I think we need to just have a quick kind of roundup. Of, uh, of the international football. Uh, I mean, last weekend, uh, young Ampadu really impressed for Wales. In fact, both his games, he looked impressive. I mean, the thing the thing that kind of strikes me about Ampadu is he, he looks mature well beyond his years. I mean, he's only 17 going on 18. I mean, do, do you think he's ready for Chelsea? I mean, they've kept him at the club this year, so they've not sent him out on loan. Do you think he could do a job for us, given the chance? Well, listen, I don't know how many times that we've said this about how many various individuals over the years can they do it, will they be given a chance? I'm I'm afraid it's a bit repetitive, but um, possibly, you know, possibly. They all possibly could. You know, you could go through endless names who've come in and um, all the same criteria uh, will surround him and his performance uh, if, as and when, he does get the opportunity um, he might get the opportunity, well, in League Cup game. Well, I'm not so sure, depending on because of the draw now. Um, but, you know, um, it all, all depends on how it's viewed by the hierarchy of that, that particular game. But there'll be one or two youngsters tried, I'm sure. Um, and he possibly, with his performances um, for Wales, could, could be one of them. But, you know, there's loads of... Youngsters waiting for that opportunity. You know, you talk about Loftus Cheek playing for England, and, and you know, will he get the opportunity? You know, there's, there, there's so many, really. Uh, um, we'll just have to wait and see. Is Ambadu ready? Maybe. The only way to find out is throw him in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he didn't let us down last year when he got a few chances. So I, I think it's a question of, you know, 
I'm a great believer in if you're good enough, you're old enough, you know. And I think some of the really, really great players, I mean, you know, I always think of, uh, you know, Michael Owen and, and Wayne Rooney, you know, they were so good. It didn't matter that they were 17, 18. You know, they were good enough. So I, I think Norman there is Whiteside, a bit of that. that the one? Who was that? Yeah, Whiteside, White... yeah. Super yeah, I mean, player, player, wasn't he? Yeah, 17 in the World Cup and, you know, for Northern yeah. Ireland and United, so. Yeah, I mean, he was phenomenal, wasn't he? Because, I mean, you know, Whiteside at 17 had the body of a 25-year-old. I mean, he was a, he was a beast, wasn't he? <laughs> Bloody good player. I mean, your generation, too, wasn't he? I mean, did you, you did you play against yeah, Norman? Yeah, in and around that time, Norman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, superb player. I mean, on the other side of the coin, um, you know, we've got Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who's been long heralded as the as the you know the most likely to break through of our of our talented youngsters. And and I I feel I tell you what, mate, I feel really sorry for him. I think he you know because he played in the England game against Switzerland. You know, uh, the the criticism he got for that, he didn't kind of impress in the way that Ampadu did for Wales. And I just thought, well, you know, he's he's not had any minutes on the pitch at all this year, really. I mean, he's had a few, you know, late-on substitute appearances for Chelsea. And I just thought the criticism he got was really unfair. I mean, what do they expect of this kid? Well, that's two ways of looking at it, mate. Um, it's, they expect what, whatever they get given, and you know, football's a results business. The result wasn't, wasn't great. Um, his performance was a six to seven out of ten. Uh, didn't do nothing great. Didn't do nothing wrong. Um, yeah. Well, they expect you know they throw him in and he hasn't had no games. So, you know what they expect is him to be fantastic. Exactly. The team win four 0 and, and you know him to score one maybe and make make create two. You know? That's what they always expect, and when they don't get that, then the, the, the criticism start. Um, the higher you go in this game, um, at whatever level, the criticism become fiercer, and every every particular touch, pass, and, and so on gets uh, looked at and scrutinised. And really, you know, with the cameras and everything else, and every different pundit taking a view on every issue, you really are going to go to criticism. So any average game is going to border on getting slaughtered. Mm. I mean, you know, you, you, you played the game a long time and, you know, you would have seen a lot of youngsters break through in, in various sides that you played for, let alone Chelsea. I mean, does it have an effect on, on these youngsters? I mean, it, it seems to me that he, he's in such, you know, because there were so so many hopes and expectations for him to break into Chelsea, do you think he's under perhaps more pressure than many others would be? And do you think that would affect him? Um, I don't know if it would affect him. I don't really know that personally. Um but you develop a hardened attitude to these criticisms as a, as a footballer, you know, because no one in the world is ever going to play well all the time. It just doesn't happen. Um, you, know, you have an off game. Everyone does. Um, and you've got to be in a position whereby you have more good games than, than average games than, than bad ones. So, you know, if that be the case, you, you, you can ride out the bad ones. You know, so, but unless you put a string of them together, then you're... Uh, depending on which club you're at, of course, you get, get the accident and, and so on. But Ruben um, lost I have to say, at the moment, he's still in. Uh, is he going <coughs> to break through category? You know, everyone says, has he broke through all his paper? You know, that I'm one of them there. But he hasn't really broke through yet. He hasn't established himself in the Chelsea side. Um, he's in the squad, he's in and around it. I, I, I don't know. This is make or break season. It, it really is. It's not break season. The lad's going to have a career and he's going to play. Um, he's already played at the top level, but he's, he's, he's going to play in the Premier League with some club. Whether or not it's Chelsea or not remains to be seen. But, you know, 
I think this is the year whereby he really has to force himself in it. it and there is a position for him, and it's his performances um, that when he gets the next opportunity, really has to stand out. And you ask me, what do, what do they expect? Well, they expect the next time he goes into a Chelsea team, to hopefully the team to win, and David Loftus-Cheek to be one of the stars of it. He's really got to put in one of their performances. And I think, you know, at, at the end of the day, to kind of, you know, God bloody hell, talking cliches and then some, but, you know, the final analysis, he's got to be good enough. And, and if you're not good enough, you're not going to make it. And if you are good enough, you are. I mean, it really is pretty black and white in football, isn't it? Especially at the top. When you say make it, you know, establish yourself at Chelsea or make it. I mean, oh, he's made it. He's made the great um, in terms yeah. of being a footballer. Uh, making it at, at Chelsea is establishing yourself in the team. You've got to put in some really good performances and the team has to do well in their performances. That way you won't be the scapegoat. The manager could be justified in leaving you in the side and you could be justified by saying to the manager, don't you dare leave me out. The team's won. I've done okay. Um, or I've done well. Leave me in. And the manager will yeah. say, well, if it's not broke, I'll fix it. And everyone's happy. That's what's got yeah. to happen, I'm afraid. And it's a, it's a degree of luck and a degree of ability in that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I wish him the best. I really do. But, you know, as I said, if he, you know, he's got to put it in at the end of the day. Um, there's another one, another youngster, of course, who, who did quite well on his England debut for the under-21 side, and that was Mason Mount. And, of course, he's uh, he's playing uh, for Derby under Frank Lampard. And I just wondered, you know, it being that he's also a midfielder, it, will, it, will it do him, you know, some good being under Frank's tutelage, who, of course, you know, arguably our greatest ever midfielder? Do you think that might make a difference to his development? Um, the development will be what the development will be. Um, <laughs> how physically strong he's going to, how physically strong he's going to get. What you know, what his uh, uh, capacity, <coughs> range capacity. As I say, Frank was a phenomenal player. Um, there won't be another one of him um, scoring the amount of goals that he scored from them positions, and, and you know he's just a unique midfield player. Uh, Mason Mount's going to be. Whatever he's going to be, um, you know, he's got to take in a lot of um, things into his brain. What he learns off of Frank is, is what he gets told, but his ability to put that into practice and, and what, how far he takes it will, sure, will, will be down to him. What won't be doing him any harm, but he's playing regularly in a championship side. Um, Frank has brought him to the club, so obviously he doesn't intend to leave him on the bench and not give him game time. He's knew the management, but he knows what, how important it is uh, for these Chelsea youngsters to go out, or any youngster that is, to go out alone and play and play football. But um, obviously, he's doing the, the business at Derby, um, so that's why he, he's getting the opportunity for England. And you know, hopefully, he'll go on and, and, and be one of those that's going to come through at Chelsea in, in future years. But uh, this season, um, won't do him any harm at all, and. Uh, if anything else, he's in good hands, and they'll be given the opportunity. Yeah, it's interesting to see how Frank does at Derby uh, in his management. I mean, he's, I, 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 you know, just knowing how he was at Chelsea, I've got a suspicion Frank might make a good manager, actually, but uh, time will tell. Um, listen, let's just wrap up this international uh, roundup because we can't really leave it without mentioning, A, the superb goal that Hazard scored against the old enemy Scotland, which was phenomenal. And, of course, good old Oli Giroud scoring an absolutely superb goal uh, and against the Dutch and mugging off uh, Virgil van Dijk, which pleased me greatly. 
Uh, and of course, breaking Zidane's record, he's now scored more goals for France than uh, than Zidane. How about that? Yeah, fantastic. Um, listen, Giroud is what he is. He's come to Chelsea. The fans love him. <coughs> um, you know, he is what he is. He's got the Maratta um, uh, position ahead of him, and he's fighting for that. He's doing nothing wrong. Um, what he does internationally has been fantastic. You know, and and Hazard is for me, you know, bordering on world class. I said this last week, um, and he's getting better and better. He is reaching his peak, and you know what I've seen of him at Chelsea this year, sometimes briefly. Um, and internationally, I, I think Eden Hazard is—he's not a Messi, as I said. He's not a Ronaldo, but I think he's in the next pack. I think he's along with the Neymars of this world, and I really think he is world class and just a bit more consistency, which I do believe he's achieving for both Chelsea and Belgium. We'll get everyone else to believe as well that he is a world class player. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel... If you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Mm. I think that's absolutely right. Actually, that's a that's a really good link into uh, into the game we've got coming up on Saturday, which is of, against Cardiff, of course. Um, and I think actually these two are going to feature quite heavily in terms of what we discuss. Certainly, the first thing, Morata or, or Giroud. I've got to say, Kerry, I think a game against Cardiff, who arguably are the weakest team in in the Premier League, probably the most like a Championship team, and under Neil Warnock. Uh, are not uh, shy of putting the foot in. Um, and I think they'll probably pack the defence, although we'll, we'll get on to Warnock saying that he doesn't intend to do that in a minute. But uh, surely, 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 this is a game for Giroud to start and not Morata. I mean, all week, 
uh, Sarri's been saying that what Morata thrives on is space and running through the channels and all of that. He's not going to get any space against Cardiff. So it seems to me you need to play a lump like Giroud uh, on Saturday, not not Morata. I mean, what what do you think? Well, I'm not sure. I, you know, I hear what you're saying. I hear what Sari's saying. He's just, you know, talking about space and Morata. If that's what he needs, then you know, there's not a lot of teams like you say going to come to Stamford Bridge and give people the opportunity to run in behind. Having said that, the new um, craze, if you like, the sweeping football where you with the high-pressing um, teams and it should leave anyone who does thrive on that situation um, a good opportunity to prove themselves and, and get plenty of goals. I said maybe a couple of weeks ago that you know I would have absolutely loved to play against teams who love the high press because it wouldn't really matter if someone plays an eloquent pass out the back or even just wallops it up the field. You know, It, it becomes a race between the centre-halves or the full-backs or whoever it is, or I assume would be pushing up the field. And the centre forward, who, who, if indeed they relish that and thrive on it, as Sari is saying about Morata, um, they should be scoring lots of goals. So it, it remains to be seen who should play, who shouldn't play, etc. Um, mm. I believe, I believe that Giroud for me um, is the better prospect at the moment, um, and I believe that Morata is the one that. Sari and all the hierarchy at Chelsea want to uh, be there if you want long-term number number nine or centre forward or whatever you want to call them um, because of the 60 million price tag and because of the age the age of the mm. pair of them um, they want Morata to succeed and I think that they will probably give him the opportunity to do so having said that mm. Cardiff if he does play Morata um, surely he's had enough chances this season and Giroud would be entitled if, if he doesn't do it against Cardiff then Giroud will be fully within his rights to be knocking on the manager's door saying look when am I going to get the opportunity these teams are going by this, this club could be doing better with me as their main uh, main focal point well uh, I'm inclined to agree with that and I, I, I also think that this is the worst possible game for Morata in a way because I think I, I personally think that Cardiff are going to pack the defence and the thing is is that they're, they're going to be really physical and, and we know that Morata is not really adept at dealing with the big physical challenge whereas Oli Giroud is I mean you know he's a unit yeah um, so I don't know we'll see we'll see um, let's turn let's turn to Eden Hazard because you know obviously he's our best player we're both big fans of Eden Hazard I have to say, I, I mean, I'm a tad concerned about Saturday because in an average match, you know, against most teams, Hazard tends to get targeted and kicked for fun. Um, we've seen Warnock sides. I, I mean, you know, it may be a bit disingenuous to say they, they deliberately set out to do that. Um, I'm not a football manager and I didn't play at that level, so I don't know if they, they really do do that. But there was a bit of a fracas last year um, when Cardiff played Man City in the Caribou Cup. And uh, a lot of the city players were getting kicked, so I'm I'm quite concerned that they are going to set out to target Hazard and give him a bit of a kicking. I mean, do you think that's likely to happen? I think uh, it's more than likely to happen. I, I fully agree with you about uh, uh, Neil Warnock's style, and, uh, and you know I have first-hand experience of uh, not necessarily him kicking me or whatever, but you know playing against Warnock teams in the past um, yeah. of him saying to people get stuck in let him know you're there and, and so on and, and worse at times so you know Neil Warnock is of that ilk no matter which way you look at it um, and it will be very physical I, I think he demands that of all his sides I don't think he has players in his team that 
not prepared to put the foot in and you know make a tackle and, and make life hard for the opposition. That's how he's played his trade and has been successful for him. Um, having said that, the, the teams that play in opposition um, to his teams have got to be prepared for what's coming and they've got to accept it and not let it get on top of their game and intimidate them. If they do, that's uh, Warnock winning already and his team's um, having an opportunity um, within the game. If they don't, um, skill should overcome physical brutality and uh, the skill will win. You go back, I go back to the Wimbledon days, the old Wimbledon team, they had ability, but they used to stick the foot in and they had some very good success and they had some good players in it. Dennis Wise being one of them. So, you know, um, they were they were very physical, long ball merchants, etc. In, in, in them days, not saying can't have a long ball or whatever, but um, certainly they match Wimbledon in their physical um, approach to the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm more worried really about Hazard getting injured because actually, to his to his credit, um, and I think he doesn't get enough credit for this. Actually, I think he he take he takes the knocks. You know, I think Hazard actually right. sees it as very much part of the game. You know, and he does take them, doesn't he? Yeah, he rides tackles very well. He, uh, he's aware. He's a skillful player. He sees them come in, and you know, um, the days of the Ron Harris challenge where you get taken out somewhere in the midriff are, are long gone. <laughs> um, but, but anywhere, anywhere in and around the knee, he's good enough to jump over or, or, or see them tackles coming. So, uh, mm. you know, um, I, let's hope he stays out of trouble uh, in terms of physical injury. Um, Eden Hazard and comes through the game unscathed. Um, as we do every game and every player for that matter but uh, no, you know it's part and parcel of the game and it's part and yeah. parcel of playing in the Premier League so both Morata yeah. um, would have to get used to it and you know Eden Hazard is very much used to it yeah I mean it's interesting isn't it you know I have no problem with it actually in many respects you know providing it doesn't cross the line too much but of course in the old days and in fact actually not that long ago you know teams would always have an enforcer and I mean I can remember the days when we had the likes of you know Mikel and Balak and SEM playing and and I've I've heard some wonderful apocryphal stories of the days when Brian Robson was playing for Man United and if somebody stuck one on Giggsy you know, Robbo would would seek seek him out and stick one on them, and it kind of evened out and sorted itself out. And I, I don't actually see the current Chelsea side with any any player like that in the team at all. No, I think you're right. Uh, we don't. <coughs> Pardon me. And Golo Kante um, is not that type of player. He's a he's a ball winner. He's a bit like uh, Claude Makélélé in that respect. In that mm. they win the ball, they give it easy, they break things up, but. They don't do it in an intimidatory manner. They do it um, very cleverly and by positioning and skill. Um, I do agree with you. I mean, I, I look back and I think back at the Chelsea teams and there's lots of people who could look after themselves, but there are, in most teams, there's, there's usually one that says, I'll, yeah. I'll get him for you or something like that. And, you know, you've got Joey Jones, Vinnie Jones, uh, and a two that spring to mind that you know Joey's going to get you. It used to be a chant, a, a Chelsea fan. <laughs> it and, was, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it. and uh, you know Vinnie Jones certainly put himself up for that in the Wimbledon team, um, and indeed every other team that he played for. So yeah, there were yeah. people like that. Um, but no, I agree with you. Um, yes. Chelsea is very much a non-physical side. I, I, I do believe, and they're very yeah. they're a skillful team. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but they're all going to have to take care of themselves. And, well, you know, let's hope yeah, they all come through unscathed this weekend. Well, let's hope so. I mean, talking of, of Joey Jones, and the, I mean, who was, who was the best enforcer in the in the Chelsea teams you played for? Well, 
there wasn't really an enforcer. Johnny Bumpstead would look after himself. He'd put a challenge in John yeah. um, um, in, in the early early team. Um, Graham Roberts undoubtedly was was one that would put the yeah. foot in and leave his uh, leave his uh, imprint, if you like, um, on other on the opposition. Um, Peter Nicholas, if it, to a, to a degree, wasn't the greatest player, but he certainly uh, he'd have a challenge in in, in the latter team. Um, the first team, you know, David Speedy would always let someone know no matter what happens. It, not necessarily because of they were kicking someone else, just because he liked to be involved with kicking someone. Um, that's that's that was just the nature of the beast in that in that particular <laughs> uh, side. So there's, there's, you know, there's various individuals, and it's not always the hard midfielder. Or, or the yeah. or the clinical centre back that would be the one. Um, it could come from any position. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking uh, Doug Doug Ruby uh, springs to my mind. You know, I mean whether whether he 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 used that as a role or he just liked cleaning people out. I'm not too sure, but uh, I've got some. I mean, actually, funnily enough, that wonderful game against Arsenal at Highbury when we got back when you scored your favourite goal. There's there's some. Yeah. Uh, if you've, if anybody's any seen any footage from that game, the other brilliant bit of that game is is Doug Ruby cleaning out Viv Anderson on the touchline. Oh. He nearly he nearly um, put him in the stand, mate. <laughs> Viv Anderson once said to me um, when I got joined up with England after that, he said, what is that you've signed at left-back? He said, he hit me. I went six foot up in the air. He said, I didn't know what hit me. He said, he, he's like a mountain. He said, he said, goodness me. I later told him that um, that tackle when he got, he got put up in the air wasn't a, here am I, Viv. It was a, sorry, mate, I didn't know what I was doing. And it was a clumsy challenge. And we got used to that. Um, Doug really wasn't an enforcer. But everyone thought, goodness yeah. me, there's a big cheer from the Chelsea fans that day when he put uh, Viv Anderson up in the air. Yeah. And I, I do remember yeah. it well. And I, I thought yeah. to myself, goodness me. And uh, But uh, the only time I saw it again was, no disrespect to Doug, but um, was through clumsiness rather than... Because uh, he'd rather pick the, oppos- the opponent up and say, sorry, mate, I didn't mean that, and give, concede a free kick. Um, Doug w- really wasn't like that. He was a gentle giant and, and, and an absolute yeah. gentleman. And so... You know, he wasn't of that ilk, like uh, the no. enforcers we spoke about earlier. Yeah, yeah, no, he was definitely a gentle giant, and I shall always remember when he uh, gave away that penalty against uh, Wednesday oh. in the Milk Cup, and he, he, he looked so apologetic and disbelieving of what he'd done, but uh, a great character. Um, we were talking about Neil Warner earlier, and of course, you know, Warnock could have been your manager at Chelsea, because uh, Bates uh, <laughs> approached him, didn't he, in 91, I think. What would you have made of that? Yeah, well, uh, I was there during the talks. I wasn't there during uh, them, but I was in the office, uh, uh, Sheila Martin's office, and uh, <coughs> Neil Warnock came out of Ken Bates' office. And I got introduced and he said, so you're Kerry Dixon. But, I, uh, you know, he, he was a good friend of mine called Kevin Blackwell, who was uh, assistant to Neil Warnock for many years. And um, he said he's a good bloke and a nice bloke. But I've got to be honest... Um, I wasn't a fan from the very first moment. I've got. To, I didn't like mm. uh, the style. I didn't like what was seen. I didn't like what I heard. So, you know, uh, um, he could have been the manager. Yes, for sure. I think he come very close. Um, mm. But uh, I'm, I'm. I'm not sure uh, how it would have worked out. That's not to say it wouldn't have worked out. It might be exactly what Kev Blackwell says. But um, I don't know. Uh, I, I really don't know. Well, he certainly. Uh not made himself too popular with Chelsea fans already this week because he's come out in the press saying that apparently we, Chelsea lacked class because we didn't get back to him about... Uh, apparently he wanted to get Tammy Abraham on loan and uh, and apparently we didn't get back to him. And, of course, Tammy Abraham went out to loan 
or uh, Villa, but uh, I, you know, uh, that's typical Warnock. If you, he he says a lot in the press, I think, and it does wind people up. Um, bottom line is, what, one of the interesting things he has said this week, Kerry, is that he thinks that, well, he says that Cardiff are going to come to Stamford Bridge and actually give it a go, rather than kind of sit back and uh, pat the defence and see if they can you know, cling on for a point. He says they're actually going to have a go. I mean, do you really believe him? I mean, I, I, I'm thinking that if they do that, we'll rip them apart. I don't believe it's possible that <coughs> they'll have a go. Of course they will. They're professional footballers. They're not going to go out and roll over. But what I will say is that um, I don't believe that a team can change its way of playing. If you get a style of play, um, you know, people have tried this before. Oh, let's go 3-2-1-4. Let's do 4-4-2. Let's go 5-3. And so on. Let's change to this. Um, people can change personnel during games. People can change the shape slightly by pushing more men forward because they're losing 1-0 and everyone goes forward naturally trying to get that equaliser or whatever. Um, I don't believe a team can naturally change the, the overall pattern and style. Um, otherwise, disarray kicks in. I, uh, I really do believe that, you know, um, and, and chaos will reign and, and, and teams, as you said, will be open to getting hammered. Um, I think they will have a, 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 a pattern of play. They'll have a set-up and they'll try and do certain things. Now, if it's they want to get forward down the left, if they want to push in on the right, if they want to get a high ball, whatever they want to do is what they will do. But if Chelsea start to score goals, they'll be forced back and back. And I think it might end up in a situation, if that be the case, that, that you've described before, whereby they have got men behind the ball because it'll be damage limitation. I'm hoping for an early goal from Chelsea, which will mess up whatever <coughs> pattern they've got. An early goal off time and time again always sorts things out and changes the nature of the game. And if Chelsea were to get that early goal, I do believe that um, you know Cardiff will, will have a situation whereby um, there will be more space for Chelsea because they'll have to come out a little bit. And I think we could score quite a few goals against them. When you ask me come the end of this, uh, what the score is going to be with them packing the defence, it'll be a tight game. I'm, I'm not going to predict that at all. Mm. I, I mean, I agree with you. It, it's not going to be an easy game to predict, but I, I totally agree. Early goal, always vitally important, and I think if we do get one, we will we will rip them apart. But I think if if we don't get an early goal, what worries me is that uh, not just the fact that they'll pack the defence with ten men, which will be hard to break down, but I, I I I worry about the physical intimidation that they will do, and it'd be really interesting to see if that does happen, how Chelsea stand up to that. But uh, that having been said, I'm I'm pretty confident we're going to turn them over on Saturday, and, and I'm, I'm presuming you are too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, four nil, anything, uh, three, four, five. <laughs> I think um, I really do. I think uh, we will get an early goal. I think we've got too much ability, no matter who plays. And uh, yeah. if we do get the early one, it could be any anything, four or five. Well, let's hope so. I, I will be I will be sitting in the posh seats with my great mate Jonathan Kidd on Saturday. So I, I'm sitting in the in the middle of the East uh, stand. So I shall have a super view, and I do hope that we we see a lot of goals because uh, where I normally sit up at the back of the Matthew Harding, uh, I'm getting too old to see the bloody football these days. I need a pair of glasses, mate. So uh, you know, uh, hopefully that will be the case. Um, great stuff. Listen, before we go, um, just another opportunity to plug your uh, forthcoming event with uh, you, the man you mentioned earlier, David Speedy. Um, I'll just run through the details. It's Saturday the 13th of October. It's at the Holiday Inn Shepparton uh, in Felix Lane. It kicks off at half seven. VIP tickets are 30 quid, including a meet and greet with Kerry and Speedy and uh, a framed photograph to take away of you and uh, Kerry and David. 
Uh, standard tickets are 20 quid and you contact Steve on 07739 176 419 or get them online at www.allinone.events. Are you looking forward to this, Kerry? I suspect you are somewhat. Yes, I am very much so. Um, you know, as I say, David um, was the greatest strike partner I ever played alongside and, you know, it's the first time I've actually been on stage with him. Um, don't really know what he's going to say. Don't really know what... what um, his thoughts are and it'd be interesting to see in and around what sort of questions come out um, from various people as to as to what, what what about this what about that and, and his viewpoint on lots of things so it, it should be good fun for all those that um, attend the event and uh, yeah very much looking forward to it yeah, good stuff. Well, look, get your tickets, people. It'll be a cracker, that one. So uh, there you go. Right, uh, you and I um, will not be on air next week, Kerry, because I'm going to be in Mallorca. I'm being treated to a, a holiday in the summer with my missus because it's our wedding anniversary this week. So sadly, we will not be on air, uh, uh, but we will be the week following, which will be a very busy week because, of course, that will be the same day that we play uh, P-A-O-K. I don't even know where to go with that, but we're playing them in Greece in the Europa <laughs> Cup that day. So we'll do a little preview of that one, and uh, and then I think it's Liverpool, isn't it, that, that weekend? But uh, I, my memory getting is not what it was, so I'm not, I'm not sure, but I have a feeling it is. So we'll reconvene in a couple of weeks. But until then, mate, have a great uh, weekend. Enjoy the match uh, on Saturday, and we will uh, we will speak soon, of course. Okay, mate. Well, thank you very much, and uh, once again, happy anniversary to both yourself and thank good, you. good, good luck with wife. <laughs> and uh, mate, you have a, a, an excellent time in Mallorca and uh, a good bash. Uh, tomorrow night which we won't come into and speak about that uh, on the next show <laughs> we will do indeed mate I look forward to seeing you then alright mate you take care and we'll, we'll speak soon ok Dave thank you very much It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.